Hey friends, and welcome to You Deserve to Love Your Job with me, Arlene Pace Green. My goal is to help you identify and achieve your greatest aspirations and have a lot of fun along the way. I'm so glad you've joined me on this journey. Let's go. I am so excited to let you know that the You Deserve to Love Your Job book is available. It's in paperback and Kindle. I wrote the book for anyone who is looking for more purpose, more meaning, and more joy in your work and life. Filled with examples, quizzes, and experiences from real people, including me, and the book lays out a roadmap to help you clarify your purpose and create an action plan to achieve it. Go get it. It's available on Amazon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is a special one because I have my husband and life partner, Kelvin, on the podcast and my daughter, Lauren, producing for the show. So I have two of my best friends on and it is a special episode. Kelvin and I have been married for 25 years, together for 28. And a few years ago, we passed that threshold of having spent more of our life together than apart. And through that, we have learned some lessons that I really wanted a chance to explore with him as a part of this 25th anniversary year. And I wanted to get a chance for me and you all to learn from his perspective from so many roles that he has as a believer, as a husband, as a father, as a leader in ministry and at work, as a friend, an engineer, and someone who has pursued some hobbies for a lifetime. Uh, And that's what this episode is about. We're gonna do this in two parts, but this episode is about hobbies some he's pursued for a lifetime and what he's gained from them. And I know in my life, there was a time when I only made space for work, Kelvin and Lauren, and a couple of church activities. And that was it. Anything else that came in my life, you know, outside of close family things was a no. And I certainly wasn't exploring or looking for other things to do. I was just exclusively focused on really the things I felt I needed to do, my responsibilities and invested relatively little in the things that brought me just pure, you know, pleasure. And I remember being at work one time and a friend of mine worked out consistently. And I was telling her, I really wanted to do that as well, but I didn't have time. And she was saying, well, when will you have the time? And I remember telling her when my daughter was in high school, I would have the time. And at the time she was three. So she was like, what, what are you talking about high school? But that was the mindset that I had at that time. But recently, I've had a chance to rethink that, to breathe, and I really think I could have done it differently. I could have made more space or at least some space for the things I enjoy in life. And that's not to say I didn't enjoy my life at the time because I did, but I could have enjoyed it more. I could have taken a bit more of a balanced, relaxed approach. I could have been a better example of that to my family and others. I could have operated with more peace, you know, been a little bit more relaxed. So I think of this episode as a chance for all of us to rethink how we're approaching the things that we enjoy. And it's linked to chapter 10 of my book, which is called They Are Waiting on You. And in that chapter, I talk about how seeing other people do things they love and you know invest fully in their life is inspirational and how Kelvin had inspired me to do some things uh, based on his passions and investing in his hobbies and how other people are waiting on you as well. So I'm excited. He's agreed to join me on the podcast. I'm excited for you all to hear this conversation because I think it's an important one for all of us as we rethink 
what can we do to enjoy our lives even more? So I hope you love this conversation. I know I did. Enjoy. Kelvin, Mr. Green, honey, thank you for joining today's podcast. I honestly was surprised you said yes, and I'm excited about it. So thank you for being here. How are you feeling about doing this podcast? I'm feeling okay. Excited. Excited? Yeah. My first podcast. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I'm excited we get to discuss this topic. Um, One, because there's a lot of research on the benefits of hobbies to our lives, which I might get into some of that when we get into the discussion, but also because I have several friends, I think just the stages of life that we're all in. I have several friends who are either exploring hobbies, looking for hobbies, thinking about finding a hobby. And I feel like that's something we can learn from you because you've invested in hobbies. You, you know, have been pretty consistent on finding joy through hobbies. So I'm looking forward to learning what I can from this conversation. I think I already know a lot, but I'm expecting to learn something too. So thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so I was looking at some research from Utah State University, and her name is Emma Parkhurst. And she said she did research on the benefits of hobbies to our life. And she defined a hobby as an activity that can be done regularly during spare or leisure time for pleasure or joy. So that could be something creative, athletic, academic. It could be you know, going to dinner with friends, like basically she said, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's something that you're voluntarily doing and is something that brings you joy. Um, and we'll get into some of the benefits of that later, but maybe just start by telling everyone, like, what would you consider your hobbies? What are things that, what are your hobbies right now? Yeah, I think uh, my hobbies, probably three of them in different facets of the three, uh, probably uh, hunting, uh, fishing, and cooking. Uh, I've done and continue to do all those three things right now, but I do different things with them. Um, like, for example, hunting. I've hunted uh, using a bow and arrow archery. I've hunted or actually had passion in doing long range shooting um, for hunting. And actually, I've, I've backpacked, um, which is pretty interesting in, into hunting. So I've done all those few things with hunting spend a lot of time researching and actually accomplishing some of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking maybe we can, I don't need post as a part of this, that picture. I think about the picture of you backpacking in with all the equipment and those cute little llamas and like, I don't know, how far in were you when you went that time? Uh, we, we went in, it was four and a half miles and we got there that we didn't have any cell phone coverage. So uh, we were out in the, in the wilderness, we were planning to stay. I don't know, three or four days. Uh, but luckily, we got what we needed to do in about two days. So the rest of the trip was just hanging out with the llamas. Oh, yeah. I, I, now I'm remembering that because I was a little freaked out because I couldn't contact you for so many days. It's like, I guess you're okay up there in those mountains. But yeah, so four and a half miles in. Okay, so hunting, fishing, cooking. How did you first get interested in those? So, you know, hunting, fishing, or cooking. Like, how did you get interested in those? Yeah, that's a good question. And I really think those... Uh, the basis for those or those things were instilled at me as a child. It was something that I kind of always talked about with my grandfather. We spent time talking about hunting, fishing, um, and actually cooking. Uh, we probably fish more than we hunt or cook together, but we just spent, or I spent uh, countless time listening to him tell stories. So I always wanted to do those things and take it to the next level. So probably something that was ingrained in me from a child. And what do you enjoy about them? Is it, and it might be different things for, for different 
hobbies. I have my own idea about this, but like, what is it you enjoy about those things? I like the activities, but I think I like the sense of accomplishment from taking a concept or an idea, planning it out, and fully executing it. Now, like, for example, the backpacking, you know, you know, I hunt and I was trying to figure out a better way to actually harvest a, a, a bull elk. And so I'm looking at YouTube and I see some guys with the idea of taking some llamas into the uh, into the backcountry. So, you know, in the backcountry being out there remote, um, obviously, it's a lot of gear that you have to take in. So, you know, looked at the llamas. Um, I saw some guys using goats. And then, you know, you look at the benefits or pros and cons from using horses. The llama was something that you could do yourself. Uh, they didn't need a lot of uh, care in camp. So I started researching, learning about llamas, looking for outfitters that would rent llamas and uh, planning the trip. Um, I'm using Google Earth to map out my uh, my path there, looking at all the, um, the the trails that we would take and then you know, planning this with a buddy. So, uh, you know, we we planned, uh, he lived in a different state. We did some uh, uh, conferences where we looked at the uh, Google Earth and uh, we planned a trip out and pretty much everything went as, as planned. I got up there, um, we packed in on a Saturday, actually a Friday, a hundred on a Saturday and actually killed or harvested elk the next morning. So everything worked perfect. You know, a lot of people couldn't believe we did it, but uh, we did it and we had a, we had a ball. Yeah, so it sounds like in that part of it's like the mastery of something. And I I think I've seen that with fishing for sure. Everyone knows your cooking is amazing. Like <laughs> that's a that's known by the way in front of the audience. That's known in our area. Um but I think part of it's so it's part of it seems like it's the mastery of something. It, it, it is, it is the mastering. And like you said, cooking, you know, you know, you have a goal and you want to do something like cooking. I, I wanted to compete. In a, in a competition. So, you know, we did this, we doing some cooking and, and doing a lot of test batch and whatever. And actually did one competition, probably I'll do another, but ended up for the first time in the first competition placed, uh, I think fourth in chicken and, and third in ribs. So yeah, it, it's the, it's the, uh, the idea of taking a concept and then mastering that art and then moving on to something else. And I guess most of these hobbies though, not all maybe are I guess part of it's also a camaraderie. Like for most of these, you have a group of people or friends that enjoy that with you. But maybe not. Is it the aloneness or is it togetherness? Because you, know, you do a little bit of both, it, it seems like. You know, it's the activity. But I think the big, a good part of it is the, the, the fellowship or the camaraderie, doing it with some people. I think one of the best times I had, you know, and I always say that uh, I cooked with one of the elders from the church um, in that competition. And I always go back to, man, we had so much fun doing that and whatever that you always talk about doing it again. I've met uh, lifelong friends um, hunting and, and fishing and, and whatnot. So, yeah, it's, it's a sense of accomplishment, but also doing it uh, together. When, when you work with someone and they have the passion for the same ho- hobby and you guys are talking about it, you're looking for different ways and that person comes up with a, a better idea and you learn something and you share data. Um, it's just you know, it's just fun to work with someone uh, working on the same, that has the same passion for the hobby that you have. How do you think they benefit you? So like one way could be the social connection. Like you said, you, you've met a lot of great people, or maybe you've deepened relationships by doing this hobby with other people. Like, are there other ways that you think it benefits you? Like there's some research that talks about benefits to mental health, or I don't know, are there other benefits you get from 
kind of doing these things. Well, like I said, I think the big thing is the sense of accomplishment. But I, I also think the fact of, you know, figuring out something and uh, actually putting a plan together and executing, it's a challenge. And I think it keeps your mind um, strong. But yeah, I think that the biggest accomplishment or benefit for me is just a sense of accomplishment from taking a concept um, all the way to finish and executing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm so I'll share kind of what research says or some other benefits. I'm curious if these are any of yours as well. So one is reduced stress. Another is enhanced well-being, meaning people just, you know, feel like they have greater well-being, like feel better about their lives in general when they have hobbies. Improved social connection. Also decreases in depression and anxiety. And that's specifically if you're doing ones with other people. So if you're doing things with other people, you have social connection, which decreases your depression and anxiety. And then improved mental health. Um, And they said that's especially for activities that have physical components. So all of those really, hunting, fishing, cooking, like have some, have some physical component to it. I think you're cooking outside. Um, And so the physical helps with reducing stress. And they said, if you do that physical thing outside, just 10 minutes in nature can lead to improved mood, improved focus, and just overall well-being. There's kind of this being active outside factor as well. And so I don't know, when you're outside, do you feel more at peace? Do you feel less stressed? Do you feel any of that? Or are you kind of focused on the the doing of it? Or do you feel this relaxation of being outside? Actually, hunting. And, and I started going, like when they talk about uh, bull elk or, or mule deer, I've started going to uh, Colorado. And, you know, those are, you know, week-long trips per se. But just going into seeing the scenery in, in Colorado, um, being up on the mountains, um, sometimes seeing the snow and just being in that environment, it's really, really uh, relaxing. Um, so I, I do enjoy um, going that almost to the point where I don't enjoy uh, the hunting here in Texas as, as much as I do as, as uh, going out west just because it's a different scenery. And then like the, the other part of it, too, is just a um, camaraderie. I'm, I'm hunting with friends. When I go out west, I hunt with friends that I hadn't seen in in, in maybe two or three years. So just being able to catch up and spend time um, with them, the fellowship before the hunt. You know, we get up and do breakfast. We all go and hunt during uh, the day, and then we come back and, and we have um, another uh, family style meal at night. So uh, yeah, I, I love the the scenery. It's relaxing, and then the the, the camaraderie and fellowship is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Are there any downsides to hobbies? Like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you see any downsides to hobbies? Yeah, there, there's some downsides a little bit. Uh, one, um, depending on your hobby, uh, you can spend a lot of money, but you don't have to. So, that you know, you, you, you can go in as deep as you want or as little as you want. Uh, the other part of sometimes trying to master uh, the art or that task, um, you can spend a lot of time on that particular hobby. You know, sometimes uh, YouTube is a great thing and you can learn a lot about your your passion, um, your hobby from YouTube um, books. So you can spend a lot of time. I, I think sometimes, like you said, mastering that hobby. Sometimes I'll get tunnel vision for that particular hobby um, learning. And then after I, you know, you get to where you need, you kind of pull back from it. But uh, it can be an obsession. 
at some point. Hmm. <laughs> would you describe it that would, way? Would you, would you call it an <laughs> obsession at some point? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, perhaps, perhaps an obsession, perhaps an obsession. I was thinking about how many videos, I feel like I, I'm pretty good at those, um, one of the videos where you use the, the pool noodles to catch a fish. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Make jugs to, to catch a fish. Oh, I feel like I'm a, I'm a pretty good expert on that already, just from just from being next to you, watching those videos. So, okay. Um, so let me ask you this, kind of last question that I just want to hear any final thoughts you have. I have some, as I mentioned, I have several friends who are trying to find hobbies, exploring hobbies. Any advice you'd give people on either how to start or how do you carve out the time for it? Like if someone said they wanted to start a hobby, like what advice would you give them? If they said they want to, you know, find something they enjoy doing that's not connected to work or some responsibility, just something they enjoy, what what would you tell them? I'd tell them, look around. You know, there's a lot of good things and bad things on YouTube, but look around, find something you like, and then look for a local group or look for people doing that thing. But the, the, the big thing I, I would say with a hobby is uh, don't go into it too fast, meaning that from the financial point, you can start slow. I've seen where a lot of people get into new hobbies, they invest a lot of money, and then later on they find out that they don't like that that hobby and they've wasted a lot of money. Um, so go in slow, um, buy some equipment if you need to, um, research, look around, find uh, people in your area doing the same thing. And a lot of times with hobbies, the, the good thing about it is if people have a passion for what they do. So if you're interested in there um, doing that same thing, th- those people are going to pour into you. They're going to give you advice. They're going to tell you uh, what to do, uh, what not to do. Um, so you can learn a lot from them, um, you know. Uh, but I, I would say find something you like, try it, start slow. And if you really love it, then um, and then, then build on it. Um, you know, I, I know we have some friends that, that bite and I, I know you. I don't know. I guess you could probably pay uh, 10, uh, tens of thousands of dollars for a bike. Uh, I would tell somebody that if you know, they were trying to start out biking, start out slow, probably ask around, find a good beginner bike, um, learn from them. And then if you in a couple months or a year or so, you're really your passion, then slowly build up with the gear. Um, there's a lot of people that uh, get a lot of good gear by uh, beginners, not buy from beginners that just buy the top of the line and decide they didn't like the, the hobby and whatnot. And now they're getting out at whatever at a good price and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. That's how I got my treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, awesome. Um, okay, well, last thing, any final, before we do, any final thoughts, I guess, on hobbies? And then I want to do what's called the lightning round. I think I mentioned this to you. I hope I did. But I'm going to ask you just a few questions so people can get to know you better. And I'm just looking for quick answers to it. No, I'll say it again. And, you know, even before um, uh, Facebook came around, I spent a lot of times on the Internet. There are forums where any hobby that you have where you can actually go on there and just learn about that particular hobby. And if I compared groups on the Internet to some of the forums that I joined, I probably get to, you know, 10 times the uh, amount of information or good information from the forums than trying to pick up on the internet on Dan Facebook. Not saying that Facebook's bad, but you get a lot of beginners on Facebook. There, when you go to the forums, you get an understanding of the people there, how long they've been there, and again, you got a lot of people there that want to pour into you and give you advice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and from just watching you do it, forums are like 
specific websites for a specific topic. Like there's a long range hunting right. forum where everybody on there is like, well, not everybody, but there are a lot of people on there that are super into that hobby. And so people are all levels, but people are posting questions and answers and engaging, but it's all, it's more focused than what you might find yeah, yeah. like on social media. Yeah, that's a good topic. Court, that's good. Yeah. Like there's two forms I'll talk about. Like I had a, a passion for building a big smoker. Well, there's a form a site dedicated to just building or cloning this particular smoker. Um, I got on there, asked a lot of questions. I actually put my design out there. People gave me directions. No, you want to do this. No, you want to do that. This is too big. This is too small. And this will help you out. And, you know, I saved a lot of time, saved a lot of money. And from that, I was actually able to take those design, have a buddy that's a welder, and actually uh, create that smoker for me. So that's an example of a forum where uh, people like mine trying to do the exact same thing with a lot of experience helping me out and saving me money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And, you know, when you like something, you like it, you like talking about it. Like people like, I think they like helping beginners. They like helping people who are interested in it because it's what you enjoy. So you enjoy experiencing it but you also get enjoyment from helping other people so i think that's a really that's a really good idea yeah, yeah I, I actually do it and you've seen me do it in the stores I, i'm in cabello's and the person's trying to make a decision on what type of ammo to buy or what type of gun to buy and i'm pulling them to the side and having this conversation pointing into them some of the mistakes that i've made or giving them some advice so yeah we, we do like helping people in uh in our hobby mm-hmm. i guess a great idea Okay. Well, thank you. Um, okay. So let's do the lightning round before I kind of let you go before we transition to topic. <laughs> um, okay. So first question, just short, quick answers. What is one thing that helps you figure out what you wanted to do for a career? Like how did, what helps you figure out that engineering was something you were interested in? Well, uh, I think it was something that I enjoyed and, you know, it was a subject that I enjoyed. I enjoyed math, I enjoyed science. So I kind of uh, went towards engineering just because I liked uh, math and science. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is a leadership principle or leadership lesson you've learned? Like in terms of you've led a lot of teams and um, what's a leadership principle or leadership lesson you've learned? Um, I, I think you have to really care for the people that work for you. I mean, genuinely care for them. And I think that really comes more from um, being in the military, starting off as a junior officer, working with a division. We were taught that you're responsible for uh, your people at work, but you're also uh, responsible for their, their well-being as well. Um, counseling, um, giving direction. So I think a lot of places that I've tried and the people that have uh, that worked for me, I've always cared for them and beyond just work. And whatnot. I think really people show that you you care for them. Um, they'll work and we'll work together great as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I bet some people will be surprised to hear that's a principle of military leadership because I think people have stereotypes about military leadership. But I know, you know, when you were, even when we were dating and you had that team, you were leading that group. I saw that like it's not just the work, it's someone's whole life. And I, I think that's something not everyone would recognize about that's expected of military leaders that maybe in business and corporate people don't really get as much. So, yeah. Um, And last question, what is a word of wisdom or piece of advice you live by? Uh, I guess it's a simple one, but uh, I mean, treat others how you want to be treated. So you can look at that in every uh, situation and and figure out, you know, how would you want to be treated? Uh, And you you think about that. I think you'll do just fine. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for joining. I so appreciate it. I'm excited you came. So for the audience sake, you can find Kelvin on LinkedIn. We'll put the link there and you can find me on Instagram at Arlene underscore pace underscore green. Thank you all so much for joining. Find a hobby. Let me know how you find it. Let me know what you're doing and be well. If you love this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You're also invited to join my private email group where just for joining, you will receive a checklist for getting your LinkedIn profile in top shape and a link to the first chapter of my book. Click join the crew in the show notes. I also invite you to visit my website where you can shop our t-shirt collection designed to help you fulfill your purpose, love your work, and enjoy your life. I have them all, wear one almost every episode, and know you will love them. Thanks so much for joining me on this journey. Let's go. Thank you.